Welcome to the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast, Been There, Done That. To get free mentoring services, as well as to see the wide variety of resources available for small businesses, visit our website at www.score.org or call 1-800-634-0245. And now, here's your host, Dennis Zink. Episode number 30, Retirement Planning for Small Business. Fred Dunnier joins me today in our studio as co-host, SCORE mentor, and our audio engineer. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Dennis. Our guest today is TJ Hooper with Paychex. Welcome to Been There, Done That, TJ. Thanks for having me, guys. TJ Hooper has been at the corporate headquarters of Paychex in Rochester, New York, for over 12 years. TJ has trained over 800 benefits consultants throughout the United States on retirement plan design and implementation. As an accredited retirement plan consultant, TJ enjoys educating business clients and their employees on saving for retirement and making retirement dreams come true. TJ, let's start with, um, you talk with small business owners about saving for retirement and designing a plan that fits their needs. What motivates you to do the job that you do? There's two sides to this answer. There's the very factual side of things, and then there's the very personal side for me. So let's start with the factual. Um, Saving rates for Americans really could use some work. Uh, Currently, they're at 5%, and they hover right around there for the last year or so. When we were in that economic downturn, it was actually in the negative. So Americans need help saving, and I feel like it's my life's mission to help us figure out a way to make it easy and systematic. So that's the factual side is we aren't saving enough. 5% will probably not get you to your goals if you're saving it for retirement. And there's the personal side. Uh, I grew up in a family where, you know, I, I was a typical young girl growing up with two parents and a brother. And when I was very young, my father had a major illness. We thought we were going to lose him. Thankfully, we didn't. Uh, But it really changed our family structure where my mom went from being a part-time nurse to being a full-time nurse, the leader of the family, and a caregiver for my father. And what I saw from afar is incredible strength, of course. But then I also saw something over time that led me to where I am today, and I saw their diligence in saving. What I learned was it wasn't so much about how much you save, it's how long you save it. And even in some of those really rough patches of their lives, they saved something. And what I'm happy to say today is that both my mom and my dad are enjoying a very comfortable retirement because they set something aside over many years. And that motivates me to help spread that message to other people who should be doing something as well. Well, that's very admirable, TJ. I'm glad your parents are doing well. Many Americans aren't aware of how much money they actually will need in retirement. And you you mentioned that 5% number, but how do you determine a realistic number for your retirement goal? Okay, so there's lots of different ways to figure out what your number truly is. The first thing is take that step. Um, Find something to help you. There's a lot of retirement calculators that I've tried over the years. Some of them are very simple and leave you wondering a little bit about what the rest of the picture is. And then there's some that are so detailed that you could spend like a day day trying to complete them. So I have a great suggestion for somewhere right in the middle that gives you a good idea of what the picture looks like, but doesn't overwhelm you too much where you want to just give up. Um, If you go to www.paychecks.com, P-A-Y-C-H-E-X dot com. 
and you hover over employee benefits, there is a retirement calculator that will pop up. And it's very easy to use and very user-friendly. You enter some very basic information about yourself, like age, your current wage, how many years till retirement. And it gives you a real-time answer for how much you would potentially have based on how much you want to save. Um, you can change things. You can manipulate the data to make it you know, better and uh, maybe help you reach your goals and your family's goals. So that's the first thing I recommend. And once you know your number, the second thing I recommend is think about what your latte is. So there's an author, his name is David Bach, and he has a book called The Automatic Millionaire. There's there's lots of great things in this book, but one concept really stood out to me, and it's called The Latte Factor. And so I'll tell you just a, quickly a little bit about it. What he's basically saying with The Latte Factor is that if you were to stop at your favorite coffee shop um, and get a latte every single day, it's about $4. $4. And if you were to take that $4 latte skip it and put it in a 401k plan instead, over time you would become a millionaire. So a small sacrifice for the long-term gain of your retirement goals is what he's encouraging people to do. So maybe a latte is really not your thing, but everybody's got something along those lines that they can make a small sacrifice for the long-term gain. Well, it sounds like you'd have a latte money doing it that way. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Um, I heard somewhere where uh, what you should, one way of of calculating how much you need is to recognize the fact that investment advisors don't recommend that you take out more than 4% of your nest egg per year once you're retired. So, for example, if you have a million dollars, that means you can take out $40,000 a year as part of your income, that plus social security and that sort of thing. Do you subscribe to that or is it oversimplistic? No, I think that's a great way to kind of understand, you know, where you're at currently because, you know, anyone who has money earmarked for retirement, if you take a look at that four, I've also heard 5%. um, So they're both very conservative numbers. And you look at that and it comes down to $40,000 a year and you're currently living on, say, 100. You got to take a look at, okay, what am I doing and do I want to live the life of a $40,000 income or do I want to figure out a way to make it so that I can get way closer to what I'm currently earning today? Um, so that I'm comfortable in retirement. Okay, but we're primarily going to talk about the accumulation phase as opposed to spending it at this point. So many small businesses believe that a, a 401k is, is a big company benefit. Is that really the case, TJ? It's not. And that's a common misconception that we see, especially in small business America. And we see it every single day with um, the benefits consultants that we have throughout the U.S. Uh, The reality is, is that if you are a business owner, you can have a 401k plan Um, and you could be it's just it could be just you starting a business. You could be a freelancer and have a 1099 working for another company or many companies you have the right to start a 401k plan because you've taken on that risk as a business owner. Uh, So it's very affordable. And if you compare it to some of the other retirement vehicles out there, it allows you the most flexibility and savings power too. What's the most you can suck away in a 401k? Well, it changes every year. Um, There's different numbers every single year. So for 2015, we're looking at $18,000 out of your own pocket. But the ability to save up to $52,000 is is there if you build in some of the other ways to get money into a 401k plan. And what are some of those other ways? 
one of the other things that we commonly hear, and it goes to your question, is that uh, match, the, the perception is that it's required in a 401k. And the reality is, is that it's not required. Um, a lot of employers offer it because they too are an employee of that company. So they're matching, you know, anyone who antes up and puts something into the plan, but they're also matching themselves. So match would be one of the things that helps contribute to that total of up to $52,000 a year. Um, our typical match, just to give you an idea, is right around 4%. So that's one way. And then the third way is through profit sharing, which is a really great option that business owners and even a lot of, you know, tax people in the world, CPAs, aren't aware of. They have the ability at the end of the year to take um, any money that they want to um, offset for tax purposes, and they can put it into the 401k instead. They'd give some to themselves and maybe some to their employees, but there's some creative ways where we can structure it. Um, that the business owner would take the majority there. And what are the myths do you hear about that are typical from small business owners regarding you know, their retirement plans? A lot of business owners think they have to give the plan to every single one of their employees. And that simply is not necessarily the case. And it's always going to be driven based on uh, the tenure of the employees and how many hours they work. A restaurant's a really great example. The restaurant owner a few full-time managers, and maybe some supervisors who are also full-time, they would have access to the plan. But let's say we have a bunch of servers, hostess people that work very minimal hours a week. They have low tenure, perhaps. They wouldn't necessarily have access to the plan. So the plan would really, truly be about the business owner and those employees, those full-time employees that you want to hang around. So that is a big thing that... Um, business owners tend to think is that it's for everybody and it's not necessarily the case. What about heavily compensated employees? How does that fit into the equation? Well, there's some interesting uh, ways to work past uh, highly compensated employees in a 401k plan. Um, there's an option called the safe harbor that allows you to offer a 4% match to your employees and if you offer them that 4% match, we don't necessarily worry about um, highly compensated employees being the majority of the plan. So it's kind of like you offer the match, you're off the hook if you want to defer a lot as one of those high earners. TJ, what other advantages are there for the business and for the business owner? So I mentioned earlier the ability to profit share. So that's where when you have that discussion at the end of the year with your tax guy and they tell you to offset your income with some expense, a 401k plan can be a great option to make that happen. So we see today a lot of, you know, CPAs recommend go buy extra supplies or go buy, you know, new computers. And you as a business owner may sit there and think, oh, well, I don't really need those things right now, but I need to do it because Uncle Sam's going to get his hands on this money otherwise. Well, a great option would be to look at the 401k plan instead. It has the same purpose. It has the same result. Um, it gives you that write-off for your business taxes, but it helps fund your retirement and instead of maybe something that has a depreciating is a depreciating asset and something you ultimately don't need. So that's something to definitely consider. Second thing would be any expense relative to a 401k is also a write-off. So if you fund a match, any of the administrative costs, which typically are very minimal, they're all write-off for the business as well. And then finally, there is a tax incentive for 
small business owners to start 401k plans. And this has been in place uh, for some time now. The Bush, Bush administration put it in place. And it's a tax credit for starter plans. And you get $1,500 over three years' time for just starting a 401k plan. So it's that little extra incentive because we don't really know what's going to happen with Social Security long term. So they're trying to incentivize small business owners to continue to put these plans in the hands of their employees and themselves as well. In retirement, sometimes 401k plans are transferred into IRAs. What would be the reason for that? Well, the reason ultimately is very personal. So some people want to transfer it to um, the hands of a financial advisor that they've worked with for many years. And an IRA may be one of the ways that they do that. Um, and that may be a place where they have other money that they've accumulated over their working career as well, and they want it consolidated and together. Um, others like the diversity of thinking, okay, I have some money in this IRA and I have this money in a 401k, and maybe a spouse has money in a different plan because they have different investment options. There's more diversity there. So it's a very personal decision, and there's not a right or a wrong answer as to what you should or shouldn't do. I know that one issue that uh, companies suffer through, as well as individuals, is, is company loyalty. Back in the day when people had pension plans, their success in retirement depended on their company's success. Now with 401ks, the employee's success in retirement depends more on the success of the stock market. It seems like um, some sort of uh, stock options or employee profit sharing would be an incentive to go back towards more company loyalty. I 100% agree with that thought. Um, profit sharing is a great way to incentivize employees and a business owner can sleep at night feeling good about the fact that they helped their employees um, save something additional for their retirement. And indirectly, this is a, a great benefit to a profit share as well, is it's discretionary. So if you have a really great year, you use it. And then if you have a year where things are a little rocky, you can skip it. So it's there when you need it. So if you don't want to set up a 401k plan and you just say, hey, you know, um, I want to keep good people and feel, let you feel that you're part of the uh, success of the company. And why don't we just take 10% this year? We're having a good year and divvy that up um, amongst the employees. So maybe we come up with a formula. Uh, we take all the salaries and see what percentage you are of the total, and that's the percentage you get of that 10% that's being distributed. Now, with a 401k, how would that be different? It, it wouldn't really be much different. The only difference would be, um, you know, if, if they gave you 10% of your wage in the form of a check and said, congrats, you know, you've had a great year, here's some money. Uncle Sam likes that, and he, he likes to tax at a very high rate. Whereas if you were to fund it into the 401k plan, it would go in whole. So let's say that 10% ended up being just, for example, sake, $1,000. $1,000 would then go into the, your 401k. You wouldn't have Uncle Sam hitting it first. Right. So the, so the real advantage is tax advantage uh, as being uh, pre-tax, uh, correct? That's correct. And then the second indirect um benefit is that the employee doesn't have a chance to go out and spend it. So, you know, for anyone who's had 
uh, profit sharing at a company that they've worked at in the past where they cut those checks. A lot of times people use that money as a way to, you know, buy something that maybe they ultimately don't need, or maybe it's around the holidays and they use it for those types of expenses. But this guarantees that that money is pretty much there for them at retirement. And that feels pretty good. Now, what's deductible to the company? Is it any more deductible if it's uh, done outside of a 401k or within the 401k? No, there wouldn't necessarily be a difference there. Both would be a, a write-off for the business. Um, the business owner may get more because you know they tend to earn the most. Indirectly, that would be a benefit to that business owner. And why do employees want this, these kinds of plans? I'll just use myself as an example. This is something that is just as important as a benefit like health insurance to me. The reason being is, you know, we go back to Americans aren't really great at saving. This gives them a systematic way to save. What I mean by that is, you know, every time you're paid, the money goes directly from the employer's account into the 401k plan, and I don't have a chance to spend it. So it gives me that systematic way to save and it takes away the extra to do of going and getting that money to a financial advisor or into the market, however I choose to do it. It makes it simple and it gives me access to the ability to have that balance um, accrue compound interest. And then finally, also access to mutual funds that maybe I wouldn't have access to as an individual investor. So those are all reasons why I want a 401k plan. And it's a deal breaker for me if, if an employer didn't have one, because I need all of those things. Are there any statistics that you have that show what the retention might be for employees that where a company has a plan versus a company that doesn't? So I don't have the actual retention st statistics for you um, that you're looking for. But what I could tell you is there's definitely a disconnect between a business owner and what their employee believes and what they believe to be important in that employee's world. So 35% of employees rate saving for retirement and having the, the ability to do so through a retirement vehicle like a 401k, they rate that as a high priority for themselves. When we ask business owners, what do your employees believe to be important? They say only 8%. So single digit um, percentage of people, of employees want access to things like a retirement plan. So there's a disconnect between what a business owner believes to be important and what those employees actually do believe is important. I know that one of the decision factors for me was the amount of uh, employer matching it used to be that you know, when the 401ks first came out, it seemed like the employers would match the employee contribution up to some percentage. A lot of times now they either don't or they do a much smaller percentage. Does that make a big difference to the employees? That money can add up over time. However, I would say that the bigger thing is that they gave you a systematic way to save. You know, most people wouldn't take that money to the bank or to that financial advisor to invest it in the first place. So systematic savings is is a number one. And of course, any match that you get from a business owner is, of course, going to benefit you in retirement and can make a great impact. But the bigger thing is that you're saving, period. TJ, often a business owner will have real estate attached to their business, either the building or the land that their building's in. Uh, wouldn't this provide the primary source of income in their retirement? It's true that, you know, business owners who, you know, spent their life working, you know, 30 plus years at a company that they 
designed and, and worked hard to put in place, that it definitely can provide something. What I challenge business owners to do is think about is, should that be my only option? And that for most people, the answer is no. So yes, count on your business yielding something, but then also look to, you know, supplemental plans like a 401k to balance that out. So, you know, if you were a business owner who was looking to retire in 2008 and 2009 and sell your business, it probably wasn't worth what you expected. And what if you were in that position in the future where it's time to retire and we're in an economic downturn? That 401k can help bridge that gap from what you thought to reality. And so that's one thing I challenge a lot of business owners because that belief is out there and and pretty prevalent as well. Um, So it sets up another source of income by putting that 401k plan in place. And so, yeah, you've got the business and then you've got um, that real estate or that um, that equity in your company to sell as well. I agree. Diversification is a wonderful thing as long as it's not diversification. Um, (laughs) How expensive is it to design a retirement plan? Well, it's going to be dependent on what makes the most sense for the business. But what we tell people is that it's around the cost of a cell phone bill a month. And think about that. Like walking down the street, everybody's holding a smartphone in their hands. You got to ask them. In their other hand, is there a 401k? And a lot of times the answer is no. So the deal is, is that we really challenge people to say, okay, when they say I can't afford it, okay, you've got you know, smartphones sitting next to you, it's going to cost you right around the same amount of money. And it, you know, it's one of those things that gives you peace of mind and um, security just as much as a a smartphone does for some people. TJ, you work for Paychex, which is a payroll and human resource company. Uh, What's the number one value of running a 401k plan through Paychex? So because we do um, payroll and the majority of our clients who run 401k plans through us, they connect payroll and 401k together. So if you were to run a 401k independent of your payroll company, you'd find yourself doing a lot of administrative tasks. Every time a payroll runs, you would have to get the money from your bank account to the market and you have to do it in a timely fashion or that could become a liability. You have to make sure that, you know, if Fred asked for an increase in his 401k contribution or a decrease, you have to make sure you do that in a timely fashion or again, another liability. Um, There's many, I could talk for another half an hour about all the different tasks, a business owner or the person who runs the 401k, all the things that they have to do. Well, in working with paychecks, we connect that payroll and that 401k together, so it's a seamless transition between the two. You report payroll to us, we get the money into the 401k. So there's minimal work. We may ask you to you know, sign a document and, and hit a submit button on an annual basis. We may ask you to just review information to, to ensure that it's correct, but it takes away you know, a ton of extra time that you would have if you ran the plan through somebody else. And time is money. Well, I know that running uh, through a company like like Paychecks is a good idea simply because you guys are on top of the regulations, which are changing all the time. And trying to do that in-house can be problematic somewhere down the road just for that reason. That's 100% correct. I mean, we're a Fortune 500 company that has, you know, shareholders that um, hold us accountable to our standards, and, and we live to those standards every day as well. We've got a team um, that stays directly tuned in to everything happening relative to compliance. And, and when something changes, 
we know it and so do our clients. So there's peace of mind knowing that you're going to be well taken care of and that somebody like Paychex has your back. TJ, is there anything that we did not discuss uh, during the course of this uh, session that, that you'd like to get out? Um, the last thing I would just say is that it's really important that if you're that person that's thought about saving and it's just really fallen to the bottom of your to-do list for many years or even, you know, if you graduated from college yesterday and you started your first business today, now's the time to start saving and you got to take action. So make it a priority just like you would um, make a priority if you were planning a family vacation. Make this something that comes first and, and make it systematic. Well, TJ, thank you for being our guest today on Been There, Done That and for enlightening our audience on retirement plans. Thanks for having me. I I had fun. Thanks, TJ. You've been listening to the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast, Been There, Done That. The opinions of the hosts and guests are theirs and do not necessarily reflect those of SCORE. If you would like to hear more podcasts, get a free mentor, view a transcript of this podcast, or would like more information about the services we provide, you can call SCORE at 800-634-0245 or visit our website at www.score.org. Again, that's 800-634-0245 or visit the website at www.score.org.